It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. And welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me are my three pals, and we will get to them in just a second about the uh, for this platinum-level broadcast. But first, I want to thank our good pals over at Vault Promotions. You know, I, we've talked about how they're selling coasters now, and we, we know they're badge nerds. We know they get that whole sell. But now they're spreading into something different, which is the whole coaster game. And did you know there's a whole coaster game? There is. So it, they're just as serious about uh, protecting furniture with their new coaster lineup as they are about name badges. Ring marks on tables they know has become an epidemic, and Vault is there to put an end to that strategy. Their coasters are made right here in the United States out of custom-profiled wood, leatherette, and slate. There's no need to settle with uninspiring one-colored laser logos either. That's just sad. Mm. Nope, their entire line can be decorated in full color for branding that really stands out. And so you really need to stop allowing your clients to be savages, quite frankly, by placing those ring marks all over furniture. I mean, there's nothing worse than going into somebody's office and you know they're slovenly because they have ring marks. They can't, they're not using either good coasters or they're not using coasters at all. Someone needs to think of the tables, and thankfully, the good folks at Fault Promotions have. So if you want to check out their great line of coasters, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? You can get a, sell, a free self-promo set. You can see them firsthand over at GetYourCupOffMyTable.com. And you're not going to be sorry you did. Now, we have a really spicy topic today. Mm. And we're going to talk about when is it – oh, first, before we get to our topic – oh, how about that for a tease? I want to introduce our other other fine co-host of this fine broadcast, the lovely and talented Meg Erber, the outside sales manager for SNS Activewear. That's me. Dr. Stephen McFadden, CAS, president of Perfect Promotions and More. Hello. Monsignor Jeff Franklin, national sales manager, account manager with Headwear USA. And also CAS. Well, oh yeah. Not, well, that would be good information to give. You contracted the, person the doing- cast. Yep, you, it, that would be great information to give the person who's kind of... I feel hey, super Bill, I'm a CAS. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jeff. So, we're going to talk about something a little spicy today. And no, I'm not talking about a margarita, which sounds really good at a 9 bone. o'clock in the morning as we're recording this thing. No, we're going to talk about when is it time to fire a client. Uh, and we all have clients that we wish we could fire, but we talk ourselves out of it. Meg, let's start with you. When should we fire a client? Man, there's so many reasons why to fire a client, but most of the times you don't because you want the business or you don't have the authority to. So I have a couple examples of like when I, I needed to fire a client, when it was just at the point where I'm like, I just can't anymore. And both on both sides of it, the distributor side and the supplier side. So uh, we'll start with the distributor side since it's a little bit further away, but you know, I had this client and I will say, always look for the warning signs and you don't know the warning signs until you've experienced the warning signs. When a customer comes to you complaining about everything that your competition had done wrong, it's, I mean, it may be them, but it's most likely the customer. Um, 
I mean, from it being charged too much to misshipping to everything under the sun. If they're just complaining constantly and bad-mouthing somebody else, it's most likely a big part of them. So I had a customer, it was a bakery. Um, they came to me complaining about their salesperson. They did this, they did that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'll take you, you know, I need the business, da, 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 whatever, I'm in. I mean, they nickel and dyed me for every penny. And I remember it was just everything. Oh, well, I can get free shipping from this person. Okay, da, 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 da. I can get this, I can get that. Then go, for God's sakes, just go. But I didn't, I kept up with it, kept up with it. And then I remember I went to them to get some cupcakes for my daughter's volleyball tournament. I just happened to be in their neck of the woods. This lady charged me $75. I think it was like 78 actually for t like 12 cupcakes. I, and I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, well, it's a small business. They're my customer. I'll just, you know, suck it up and spend $78 on 12 cupcakes. God, I don't even know why. And then the next time they went to place an order with me, it was for like some alligator clips from Hit Promo or whatever. And they were like 65 cents the year before. And then it had gone up maybe six cents. And she was complaining about the six cents and told me that she could get it for 65 cents somewhere else and the free shipping. And I wrote back and I said, okay, well, if you change your mind, this is what shipping costs. <laughs> because honestly, I'm not going to work for free. And I don't right. think anybody should. And you learn that as you go along. And then on the supplier side, real quick, customer, first off, I'm an adult. No other grown adult, man or woman, should ever yell and scream at me about t-shirts, about promotional products. It is just a t-shirt, ladies and gentlemen, okay? It is just a t-shirt. Mm. People make mistakes. People are human. And, and, you know, it really goes, it says how much, you know, what kind of person you are is how you rectify it. And we can only go and do so much when there's so many other contributing factors at hand, like UPS or them, for instance. You can't control them, obviously. You know, customer placed an order with me. I had forwarded it to email, uh, our orders department. Granted, they were wrong to begin with. They asked for like dark chocolate, and then the shirt only came in chocolate or dark charcoal. Okay, you can see now <laughs> how this might have gotten mixed up somewhere. So our orders department sent them dark charcoal. He lost his mind. Okay, granted, we made the mistake. I will, I will get a courier out there and get you your dark chocolate or your chocolate or whatever it may be. Got him the order something else and then he realized that he didn't want the chocolate anymore and he called us screaming and yelling at the top of his lungs because we wouldn't give him a refund before he returned the goods and threatened to sue us threatened me under this like everything under the sun and then demanded that I come there and pick it up I honestly was shaking so bad I wouldn't and you know me I feel like I can take on anybody I just I, it was so bad. I didn't even want to deal with this guy. I literally had to call my inside sales rep and I was like, Hey, listen, he's in your neck of the woods. Can you just pick this box up on your way home? I just, I physically didn't, I don't, I, I did not, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I was just like, I'm have two levels when it gets to this, like cry or fight back. And I didn't want, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to fight this guy. Obviously he was my cousin. Didn't want to take him out today. Didn't want to take him out. And, uh, I didn't want to cry because that's a sign of weakness in my book so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my two stories but yeah i think no no adult should ever scream at you i mean th that's just ridiculous we're all professionals and if you're that distributor and you're nickeling and diming your suppliers and then you can't you know it, you gotta everyone's human everyone has to work for a living i get it sometimes pennies matter but come on man don't don't try to if you're gonna charge someone full price and, and they're helping you out you, you gotta scratch their back too thoughts yeah, no, I, I agree. Steven, or is the podcast or, over? <laughs> no, podcast not over. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, as a distributor, 
What about you? Okay, I have some thoughts I want to hold off. Stephen, what about you? You, you? This is your topic you brought up. What are you thinking? Yeah, so we, have we done it? Yes. Um, you know, five, as far as getting rid of clients and getting rid of uh, customers. Um, for us, it's more, uh, are they a good fit for us? You know, we, we've tried to move in a direction that, um, you know, where we're allowed to be more creative or we're allowed to, uh, where, where people value our insight, you know, and I, I think we, we've noticed over time when, when we're, when we're getting into price wars or we're getting into, you know, a, you know, forwarded quotes from other companies and, Hey, what, what would you guys charge us for stuff like this? You know, our, our values lost cause now we're just, we're just number crunchers. We're not really mm-hmm. marketing people. Um, you know, so that's, that's one of those ones where, you know, sure. Could, could we, could we take an order? Yeah. But are we gaining a client? No. Um, you know, we're, we want to build customers, not orders. Um, and, and so someone told me that a long time ago. It's like, are you an order taker or are you in the market? Are you a marketing agent? And it's like, you know, we really want to get into the marketing agency side as opposed to order processors. So, so that's one of the things we look at, you know, will they be a good fit for us long-term lifetime value of a customer, so on and so forth. And, and it's more, more than finances too. You know, there's, I had a really good financial customer, but they, they were on the West Coast. Their boss was super, super strict with them, and they were up till 9, 10, 11 p.m. on the West Coast and emailing me and winning responses like right then and there. And, you know, I was younger in the industry, and so I was staying up till, you know, 1, 2, 3 in the morning, giving them stuff back and forth because it was some big orders. And then I was realizing, you know, because I'm like, I have a family, you know, it's like I can't be, you know, I can't be on call until three in the morning, um, you know, because you're, you guys are in an unhealthy situation with your your stuff, you know, well, I do stuff from time to time. Sure, I do what it takes. But um, when it became a consistent issue over and over, I was like, I'm just not sure we're a good fit. I was like, I just, I just this isn't worth my time. You know, I, sure, I could make some money on it. But at what cost, you know, I don't, I don't want to lose out on being able to do stuff with my family and, um, my company and other stuff the next morning, you know, that's, that's not fair either. So those are, those are some of my initial thoughts. Yeah. Your procrastination is not my emergency. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, And I think when the, uh, when, when the headache outweighs the medication, it's time to get rid of it. (laughs) Amen. Um, I think with, with, with us, we're, we're relatively (laughs) slow at firing. Um, we're, we're pretty cautious about it. Uh, cause you never know. I mean, somebody can have a bad day or whatever, but ultimately, uh, I think for us, like the easiest thing to do is really just to, to decide like who's getting preferential treatment. Like who, who's, who's really the partner that's working with you as well. Like where's the real partnerships. And if people aren't really working in a partnership uh, capacity, then they're not going to get the, um, you know, that type of, uh, I say preferential treatment, but you know, you know what I'm saying? So like, you're not going to get the deals. You're not going to get, you know, we're not going to like bend over backwards and, you know, try to like work on stuff to get, you know, get it across the line and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's going to be sort of more cookie cutter in that sense. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I think that's really where we're at. It's just, uh, we're, we're a lot, a lot more gung ho to do that type of thing than we are to fire somebody. But after a while, man, like I said, if the, um, if the Hiddick outweighs the medication, man, you got to pull the pen. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill, <laughs> Bill, Bill, you were saying that you've got some thoughts on, uh, when and how and all that. What, what are your yeah. thoughts on, on that? 
that. <clears throat> so a couple couple things. So back in my distributor days, you know, I remember we fired a very and I even say this is so long ago. So I don't. I think I don't have to change the names to protect the innocent. Um, but we fired Kellogg's. Um, it was about a three million dollar client for uh, the company I was working for, and we uh, fired Kellogg's. Mainly because they were so, it was never pricing, it was never deadlines, but they were just abusive. Mm. They were absolutely just abusive to the salespeople working the account. And it got to a point where it was so toxic. It was so incredibly toxic. Um, We actually flew up there to fire them Mm. and tell them why. I mean that's how that's how bad it was. So, to me, when it comes down to firing a client, in in in, I, when we're using the term firing, to me, it's different than saying, "Hey, that's not a profitable client. We're not going to spend time on them." Sure. To me, when we're talking about firing a client, it's because there's a line that's been crossed. Whether it's uh, 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 verbal abuse, whether it's just unrealistic expectations, um, and, and I've done that too. Where I've had to tell clients, look. This isn't the way we work. Mm-hmm. This is not the way we work. And, and one of the, the best examples of that is, um, you know, we've all been there, especially as distributors. When I was a distributor, you would come up with great ideas, and then they they basically sell you out. They they take your idea and go to three or four different distributors mm-hmm. and say, hey, give us the best price on this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I, I you know. The first time that happened, of course, I was shocked and mortified. How dare you? And, you know, a million other emotions. And then finally, I would just, I started getting to the point, instead of having to fire those clients, because I would. I'd say, look, that's not the way we work. And I can't work with you. I would start doing it up front preemptively in a discovery meeting. Say, let me me kind of explain how we work. We're going to go back and forth. I'm going to invest time. I don't charge for that time. I, I am going to come up with creative ideas for you. I don't charge you for those creative ideas. So, and I would give an example. If you called me and said, I want a Bic click stick pen, and I want this specific pen, and I want to do an exact reorder, I absolutely expect you to shop around. You should shop around for the best price for that. You know exactly what you want. You're not going to be talked into anything else. I respect that. However, if you and I work collaboratively, I spend my time, my energy, I engage my team, and I come and we're talking about uh, a trade show, and I come up with the exact same pen for you to use because I believe that's the best marketing vehicle to get your message across, to move your target audience to action. You're absolutely right. I expect you to buy that pen from me. Yeah. And yeah, I said, if you, if you can't work with that way, I can respect that, but please tell me now mm-hmm. and, and we can just walk away. And I will tell you that arrested people because it's a bold approach to just say, hey, this is how I work. And if you can't work that way, then find someone else. And, and I found that to uh, kind of eliminate the, the, the need to fire a lot of people. Yeah, it's, that's the right way to work, though. It, it, may it be really bold, is. But it's the right way. I yeah. mean, when I was a distributor, I did some business with uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield and uh, worked with their purchasing department. And, I mean, they put through some, some really hefty bids. Um, but, you know, when you're working with their marketing department, uh, a lot of times, you know, they're actually asking you to bring in and do the creative and all that good stuff, sort of like what you were talking about, Bill. But then they'll, they'll like, demand, basically – um, that you give them the like the ASI number or the PPAI number for the company, the actual product SKU, all this other stuff, you know, this specific information for that product because they put it out to bid. 
And it got to the point where, you know, and even when we were like, there was a few things that we put in like, uh, like, I don't know, 5% on the things just to see if we were, we would actually get the business. And so there was a couple things that we would win here and there, but, uh, ultimately just got to the point where, you know, we're putting in all this work to, to go through, you know, all the creative on the front end and then just to have it bid out. We had to, I mean, that was a situation where we basically had to fire that customer. Yeah. Uh, we had to just stop, you know, stop working with them altogether, just refuse to put through their bids. And they've actually reached out and contacted us, um, you know, and just said, you know, Hey, like, you know, haven't, haven't seen you guys put in this bid or whatever. And we had to tell them like, look, you know, we're just, we're not going to submit any more bid bids for you guys because, you know, we do all the creative on the front end, but that, that, and that there's a cost involved in doing so, you know, that's time, uh, right. you know, time spent on that customer. Time is money always. Exactly. And so, you know, if you're not going to pay, you know, if that's not going to get paid off, uh, you know, there's no reason to continue to do business. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I want to make sure that people know, and I think, Bill, you said it best, like, we, we don't we don't care, I mean, if you want to get a good deal on something. Like, that's, right, I that's, do the same thing if I'm buying a car or whatever, right. like, I want to buy the car from the place that's best, but what we don't want is abuse of, of our time and energy and, and resources. I think our, the example that sticks out to me is we had a customer that would continually ask us for ideas they would then use those ideas and be like, that's awesome. Yeah, I think we want to do that. Okay, cool. We're going to go send this down to procurement, and they're going to send it out to a bunch of people. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like I thought mm-hmm. you came to us because you needed our expertise. And so then there was some change of management, and they. so I was like, all right, I'll try it again. Two years in a row, same thing. I'm like, okay. They came back to the third year. I'm like, no, I'm not giving you my ideas. It's like, you guys tell me what's, what's going out for bid, and I'll just be a participant. I was like, I'm not going to waste my time on the front end now. Um, I was like, so, you know, that's stuff like that. You know, you do have to be wary of like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, what what is our job? Is our job just to place orders? If that's the case, you can't get upset about it. If our job is to find solutions and ideas and creativity, well, then you can be upset about that. And I think you should value that. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I see it, I guess I see it that I 100% agree with you on that. And I now it's kind of making me reflect on some of the things like I go into these customers and I have these extensive meetings where I'm showing them like case studies and, and virtuals and I'm like doing all the work ahead of time prepping for my meetings. And then they just turn around and go buy it from the mill because it's maybe 10 cents cheaper like that. I, I can't even tell you how much of a slap in the face that is. And That's so distributors, if, if you're doing that, like your supplier reps work really hard for that business and for that prep time, if they're going above and beyond for you, give them the respect and order from them. Like, you know, they're not getting paid the, the millions of dollars that you think that they are. They're out there working, they're taking time away from their family and for you to just go behind them and try to go direct. And same on the distributor side, you know, if you're an users or you're doing all that work and then they just want to go straight to the supplier, right to China, man, that's, that's terrible. I, I I can't fire those people unfortunately because they're still buying yeah. stuff from me. But it's it's yeah. I know I know well, I got to be lot, more clear with them. So well, a lot of it comes to uh, you know at some point self respect has to kick in, mm-hmm. and, and especially on the distributor side, right? It, you you've got clients and maybe you've got abusive clients, but they're giving you decent business, right? I mean, it's not every day you walk into a, a Kellogg's, which is you know like I said about a two million dollar client, and you can afford to fire them. I mean, exactly. Right. You exactly. can imagine the three months of conversations, and probably I think it was even more four or five, that preceded that eventual action, of you know, is this worth you know worth it? But we had, and I'm not joking, we had like six people quit in the course of three months. Wow. Because, because they're that abusive. Wow. And so we did kind of a cost analysis of you know what, this is not good for us. It's not healthy. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's rough. Like it, you know, when people I was waiting for Bill to finish his statement. No, I mean, but I mean, you, you get to uh, we, we did cost analysis. And we yeah. Just, first of all, it was it was two things. One, it was costing us a, a ton of money to replace people. Number two. What kind of company do we want to be? Are, are we just going to take that type of abuse from a client? Right. Mm-hmm. Or do we stand up for our people? And, and that's really what it boiled down to. I didn't mean to trail off there. <laughs> no, one, one strategy we tried, and this is before we, um, we've gotten better about screening people up front, Bill, which I think is an awesome idea um, and a great way to approach it. But we've, we've found, too, like some customers just work better with different salespeople within our company. Um, so, like, like, there was a person that continually me and them kind of butted heads, and I was like, I really don't want this to escalate. I think maybe there's just a personality clash here, so I passed it off, and they were great. And I'm like, it was just me, you know. It was, it was just our the way they work together uh, with different types of people was, you know, can be. So that I don't know. That's a strategy I would maybe give as a suggestion to people if you do have that that luxury of passing them off to yeah. something different. Um, so, so, yeah. yeah, sometimes people just work better with others i mean like like mm-hmm. just personality wise or whatnot but but again you know i've had to step in from time to time where i've found out someone was being a little rude to one of our salespeople, and so then they want to talk to me about it and i'm like okay well let's let's figure out what you have to say i'm like okay yeah i hear you you still can't talk to them like that like you know i have to kind of play <laughs> you know yeah. we protect our people so um and they were like okay yeah you're okay all right we'll, we'll go back and i'll apologize I'm like, all right that's fine sounds good you know happy to work with you happy to help you but um, I don't mind losing people like that from time to time if if they're rude or being mean to people, you know, people here because we're about you know the people and all that stuff. So, anyways, I kind of got awesome. off on a tangent. No, 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 that's really cool. That's really nice of you. That that so, is really cool. So, Thanks, Bill, Dad. I got a question for you. Did you, you uh, did you did you bar <laughs> Kellogg cereal in your house? Um, you know what? I I'm kind of picky when it comes to breakfast cereal, Jeff. I'm glad you asked. I've always been a kind of lean toward the General Mills side of things, to be mm. honest with you. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong, I love a good Frosted Flake. Mm. Who does not? I'm They're a Cocoa great. Crispy fan. However. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, please. And then Rookie. Fruit Loops. Can Number somebody two, mute him? Hold on here. I think I can do that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to see if I can mute him. Can I mute I'm him? sure I can mute Oh. Yeah, I just did. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll get to, we'll get to Stephen's dumb comments in a second. Let's talk about the greatness that is Count Chocula. Oh, okay. Steven, can you handle this now? Are you are you able to participate like, in an adult fashion? Yeah, I, I like boo Count Chocula when I was four. I like blueberries. <laughs> I was never I allowed like to Count, have that. Uh, I like Count Chocula because you could separate the cereal from the marshmallows and really enjoy a chocolate explosion every morning. Yeah, boo- and I don't know why I got British when Count I did Chocula. that. But. Is that still <laughs> sorry? Blueberries is definitely better than Count Chocula. All right, let's say goodbye to what Jeff it? for a second. Jeff's in jail. As long as you're not saying Captain Crunch, that shit chews up your mouth. That's the thing. I love the Crunchberry. Oh. I love the Crunchberry. But after two bowls. The roof of your it, mouth is like yeah. falling apart. Yeah. But so are I we guess... officially changing the name of this podcast? No, yeah. no, no, no. Serial talk? Yeah. No, I don't think so. So so let, let me, let's wrap this up. I'm going to ask each of you one quick question about firing clients. What's been the reaction? What's the one reaction you remember when you've had to fire someone and tell them you don't want to do business with them that you uh, remember? Silence. <laughs> Shock and dismay. Yeah, like I, I don't think they – like. Relief. I guess – yeah, I mean I guess they uh, – you know, when you fire somebody, they, did, you know, they don't expect it at all you right. know, from a client. They're like, well, you know, 
pish we, posh. Like, you don't <laughs> want my, you know, $20,000 or whatever. And it's like, yeah, right. like, you know, honestly, I, I would love your business. But, you know, it, it, like Steven said, at what cost? It's just yeah. not, it's not viable. Well, and well, that's the, the thing. There is a cost to it. Good, yep. good point. Steven. Yeah, one of the best reactions we had was about two months ago. I wrote my, probably my best firing email I've ever had. Um, happy to share it on online if you guys want to see it, but, um, they came begging back. It was, it was interesting. They wanted to change a bunch of stuff and apologize for that. And they were, they were more unaware, I guess, of, of the situation. They were more distressed out about everything and had to lay it all out. I was like, here's how many revisions we've done. Here's what you've been saying right. to our people. I was like, I don't think we're a good fit and, uh, happy to have, hope, wish you the best. And that was it. And they were like, but we want to work with you guys. Like, what can we do? Like, what can we? T-? So I was like, okay, well, here's what we'd have to change, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's good. Kind of, kind of blew my mind a little bit, but that was that was cool. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times it's just they're ignorant, not necessarily ignorant, but like not knowing versus malice. So sometimes it's just kind of putting your, you know, putting it out there what you expect of them. Make sure the expectations are clear and. You know, you make sure you know enhanced dates and budgets, and then if if mm-hmm. you give them what they're asking for and they're still not happy, then maybe that's when you you cut the ties. You mm-hmm. got to give them a chance. I agree no, with absolutely. That. And and when we, you know, I, I always go back to that Kellogg thing. They they were they were surprised. You know, there usually is that surprise, um, which you never want, but that's the way it is. Um, and they they asked us to stay, and they said they change, and we said no, because mm. we had heard that story before. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me mm-hmm. twice, shame on me. And we just decided that, you know, they weren't talking about changing personnel. It was, a, we'll talk to the people involved. Well, you've already done that. And they kind of doubled down on their, their shittiness. So we're going to move on. Mm. So, yeah. But you know who you're never going to have to fire, guys? Does anyone want to guess? Probably uh, someone that uses a coaster. Shit, a shitty coaster. Or shitty, shitty frisbees. <laughs> That's right. That would be our good pals over at Vault Promotions. They're, those badge nerds are back at it, but they're not talking about badges. No, 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 no. Talking about coasters. No. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> badges, no. Coasters, yes. That's what we're talking about today. And they are trying to eliminate all those horrible, sad little watermarks people leave on their <coughs> furniture at all times. Bless you, Stephen. And so they want to protect the innocent tables, and they want to help you do that. Order yourself a free self-promo set of those coasters. See them firsthand. Go to getyourcupoffmytable.com and get the details. Claim your offer for that free self-promo and an EQP code to use on your first order. You're not going to be sorry you did. Guys... Always a pleasure to do this podcast with you. This is a lot of fun. Thank Thank you, you guys. Take care. Adios. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.